0: Now we can go, okay, good morning uh, and welcome to the Overeaters Anonymous Division for You Big Book Study. My name is Craig F and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is September 22nd, uh, 2023. Uh, Today we're reading from the big book uh, and we're on page 155. The third paragraph that begins being intrigued. Uh, Today's readers are uh, Lynn S for the uh, steps, Karen W for the traditions, Nancy R, Anne Marie, and uh, M, and Tenzin P are our big book readers, uh, and uh, Nancy uh, C is our. Newcomer greeter, and the second-hour host is Eileen Uh, The reference numbers for yesterday, uh, September 20th, for the 7 a.m. meeting is 20,665, and for the 10 a.m. meeting is 20,666. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine, and we take no position on outside issues. Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask uh, Lynn S. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous.
1: Good morning, Vision, Lynn S., Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. in all our affairs past.
0: Thank you so much. I'm now gonna ask Karen W. to read the 12 traditions.
1: Good
2: morning, this is Karen W., Recover Compulsive Overeater from Texas. The 12 traditions of OA. One, our commonwealth should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to compulsive overeater who still suffers. 6. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions eight oa should they remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers nine oa is such that never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible in, to those they serve ten oa should has no opinion on outside issues hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy 11 our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion we need always maintain personal amenity at the level of press radio films television and other public media of communication 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to be of service, and I pass.
0: Thank you very much. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we're gonna resume our study of the big book on page 155, the third paragraph that begins. Being Intrigued, Uh, I'm now going to ask Nancy R. to get us started. Begin reading. Nancy?
3: Good morning. It's Nancy R. from Northwest Illinois, um, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Being Intrigued, however, he invited our friend to his home. Sometime later, and just as he thought he was getting control of his liquor situation, he went on a roaring bender. For him, this was the spree that ended all sprees. He saw that he would have to face his problems squarely, that God might give him mastery. Um, I can certainly um, relate to Sometime later, thinking I was getting control of my
4: overeating situation and going then going on a roaring bender. Um, I've been there many times in
3: my um, life. And I'm grateful today that I know that I have no control over my of reading situation
4: um i only have um these steps and
3: thank God the willingness to work them today to show up today to surrender um the willingness to almost 2 years ago say okay i'm ready um when the search party came looking for me yet once again. Um, You know, I've had a lot of sprees that that, uh, could have ended all sprees. um, And hopefully I've had that. Um, I've had the spree that ended all sprees. All I know is that for today I have... um, I have um, relief from this insane disease of my body and my mind. And, um, you know, I've put down my alcoholic ingredients so I don't have bodily cravings, which is a miracle. An absolute miracle, which I need to be reminded of every moment. Um, And because of working these steps, as outlined in the big book, and continuing to work them, like getting up this morning before the meeting and spending time with my higher power and asking for guidance and direction and
4: um, spending some time in meditation to listen,
3: Um, that that keeps me um, sane from the compulsive thinking of my mind. And that compulsive thinking of my mind is, while still here, um, I have something to do to relieve it. Like when I have a headache, I have medicine that I can take to relieve it. I don't have to suffer. I also have, when my compulsive mind starts telling me things that aren't true, like, Oh, it was fun. It wasn't fun. Oh, come on, you got this. I don't got anything. Um, so I'm grateful today that I know that I have to face my problems squarely, that God might give me mastery. And that's with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
4: All right. Uh,
0: thank you very much. Okay, well, now we're going to uh, uh, ask for people to uh, volunteer to share. I want to remind you that uh, we ask that if you've shared in the last couple of days, that means Wednesday or Thursday on e- any of the meetings, first, second, or the third hour, that uh, you hold back and, and uh, let somebody else have an opportunity to share. There's probably, imagine, 400 people or so online. Let's give everybody a chance. So who would like to share on this
5: Delaware Sarit
0: L. What was that second name? Felice.
5: Sarit.
4: Spell it. Sarit for me,
5: L. S S A R I T. Christina J. Felice.
6: Christina.
7: Felice.
0: Yeah. Right, I heard a male voice after Elise. Who was that? Ian F. Ian, okay, thanks, Ian. Who
4: else? Larry K. Larry, good morning.
8: Carolyn S.H.
4: All right.
9: Could you tell me the page again, please?
0: Yes, we're on page 155. It's the third paragraph that says, be intrigued, however. <clears> the <throat> bottom. All right, well, let's get started um if you're not muted and you're not monica uh, please mute yourself and let's have uh let's hear from Monica if you give us your last initial and your uh, uh, location so people can find you I uh, appreciate it, Monica.
9: Monica from uh, Compulsive Eater from Delaware. Thank you, Craig, and thank you all vision for you. And uh, it's going to be twenty two months I'm going to be that I am recovered, one moment at a time, one meal at a time. And I thank my higher power for giving me clarity uh, when I kept you know the sprees that I've been in, and I was sick and tired. And I just uh, asked God, because I was also in the beverage program, and they have a lot of Zoom meetings. And I said, maybe OA has Zoom meetings. And then once I got a sponsor, a recovered sponsor, I was able to find out about Vision for You. And I get on these calls every day, because uh, the food plan is in place. I I have a daily reprieve contingent on my spiritual uh, maintenance. So, I'm here every day uh for the newcomer. It gets better, and uh, I just say be for me I had to be open and i was a, a very a, at times I was very uh resistant because oh I did the steps in the other program, and thank God for a recovered and firm sponsor, loving but firm uh I was able to follow directions, and I never felt better in my life and i'm sixty five years old. And I feel like I'm 45. Thanks for letting me share.
0: All right. Thank you for your share. Okay. Next we have uh, Sarit L. And again, Sarit, please tell us your uh, place of where you're calling from. Thanks.
5: Hi. Good morning. It's Sarit L. from Montreal. Um. Just wanted to say thank you to all of your shares every morning. You're all here for me and for so many other recurring compulsive readers every day. And this paragraph says, you know, the spree that ended all sprees. And how are we to know what spree is going to end all sprees? Um, as a as a sponsor, as a sponsee, how can I help my sponsee get to that place where she's in a, you know, she's in her last spree. How do I know that it's this one? And um, in reaching out to people, what I've heard was that I'm not in control. God's in control. God knows. And recovery is from God. It's We have a grace that's given to us from God. And I, I, I'm i not powerful enough to create that recovery for anybody, and my sponsor's not power, powerful enough to give that Um you know, the stop, the end to all sprees. What I've I've humbly learned is that I get it from the help of my sponsor and I can get it with the help, you know, with helping my sponsee, but I can't do it. I can't do it and I can't do nothing. And that's what this program has taught me. I'm just a conduit of God. I'm just a conduit. I'm a mother today trying to help my children find their way in life. I'm a wife. I'm a speech therapist. And I'm just playing the role that God assigns. And now that the food is not in my way of life, I'm not blocked. And God can reveal his light and his love through me. And I just want to share, like, thank God for absence, Thank God for recovery. I, it dawned on me yesterday to just let the woman across the street know, my neighbor, how she raises her children in such a beautiful way. And I just, I went across the street and I saw her as she came home from work and I gave her this compliment. You know, how I see her children are just wholesome and beautiful and happy and wow, she's doing a great job. And she starts crying there and she says, I had such a hard day. You are a godsend. And it was not my, I didn't wake up this, you know, yesterday morning thinking I'm going to give this woman a compliment, but it dawned on me. God put that thought in my head and I, was able to carry out that action that was all from God. And I was a godsend. I went to bed last night thinking, God, you used me today. Even if I had many mishaps throughout the day, I can see how God is using me. And so I'm just a conduit today asking God for direction and help and how to bring more of his light and love into my day because the food is not calling me, because it's not blocking me. With that, I pass. Thank you, God, for this miracle.
4: All right, thank you,
0: Syrette. Um Next, we have uh, Christina. And again, if you give us your last initial and your um, place of residence, thank you.
10: Good morning, Craig, and everyone. Great shares this morning. Thank you for the lead, Nancy. Um, oh, wow! Face the problem squarely that God might give him mastery. I am just in awe of this program and how God brought me to it because uh, I was miserable. And you know, my mom is miserable too. And she's laying in a skilled nursing home with foods with sugar in them. And she's an addict and her opiate drugs for pain. And she's not miserable enough. And it horrifies me. It horrifies me that she's suffering like that. I can't do anything except recover, recover, recover. My problem, faced the problem squarely using my red light foods for comfort, um, for whatever, for any kind of pain, for any kind of joy, for anything. And that just triggers the allergy. And so the problem gets gigantic, as this guy has found out, the spree of all sprees, right? Every relapse for me was almost the spree of all sprees. My bigger problem, as I've discovered, as I've gone along in pro program with the awareness this program brings one day at a time, awareness is that it's my character defects, my old selfish ways. And I'm so grateful that I can see those now and I don't have to stay in them. Sometimes I stay in them and then God hits me over the head with something and I get it, you know. I had some stuff come up yesterday and it hurt really deeply. It starts in my gut and twists and it's all-consuming. And uh, in the past, I wouldn't know what to do with that, you know. But today I did a heavy 10th step, or last night, and cleared out the majority of it, you know, and realized how selfish I was in my interactions with these two people. How selfish. But, you know, it's a program of awareness one day at a time. And so my problems can be exasperated by these red light foods, and then I'm stuck not ever working on the deeper stuff The food is just, as we've spoken on this line many times, a symptom. But for God to give me mastery, who's behind that mastery is only him or her or whatever you want to call it. And I'm so grateful that he has chosen me, okay? He's chosen all of us to recover today. He's offered this program with his hands outstretched. And my mother hasn't found those hands yet, and so many others haven't. And it horrifies me to think of my mother getting lost in the foods and the snacks and then being in a horrible mood and fear and grouchy. I know those places. Hurts. It hurts to know that my mom's there still, and she might not ever – I don't know that she has a chance to recover. But anyway, I'm going to recover, and I'm going to try to be of service to as many as I can. Thank you all for holding space for me all these years, and I pass.
4: Christina, can you tell us real quick where you're from?
10: I'm sorry, uh, North Carolina.
0: Thanks. So, people can find us if they want to call us uh, on the vision list. Uh, All right. Uh, Next up, we have uh, Elisa N. I think. Elise?
6: Hello, this is Elise N. Yeah. Can you hear me? Hi, good morning. I can. Thank you you for doing service and for everyone else at this meeting. I just was responding to, he went on his last bender. And I'm sharing this mostly for the newcomer or people that are still in the food that can't get out of it, how bad it was for me. And that was on, on a Saturday night, um, I was walking across a street that I didn't know had three lanes each way against the light. And because there was a food establishment across the street. And I went across the street with my suitcase. And it was that night and I was hit by a car. And I flew off the hood and flew back onto the ground. And I could have been killed. The reason I bring up the suitcase is that big suitcase might have have helped me. Because the car hit the suitcase before me. And I ended up having to go to the hospital with a with a fractured shoulder. So that's how deep I was into the food. And through this program and the working of the steps, I'm afraid to almost say it, I'm just beginning my fourth step. And I, I've had a spiritual awakening. When I put down the food, I did fall into my old patterns of depression and anxiety. And I had to get outside help for that and work with my sponsor with that and and work with a lot of people that know who they are in this room and outside this room with my family and friends and it's been a long haul it's been 9 months with the anxiety and depression and i'm finally seeing the light of day and i my one of the people that i one of the people that saw me yesterday said you know your face is glowing for some reason and I was thinking, "Wow, but for the grace of God, in fact, I went to the doctor, worried that I was too happy that that maybe something was going on that was weird, and she said, "No, you're just not used to being happy, and it feels so different to you. you just don't you just don't know how to cope with it and i'll I'll take it any any day of the week but um, so I just wanted to share that." And if you're new to this program or you're having trouble with the food, there are people in this meeting that have recovered that can help you. And we have a meeting list on our website. My name is on there, Alisa, and, and you can you can call me anytime. Have a great day, everybody. I've
0: passed. Alisa, uh, before you go, tell us where you're from so people can find you easier.
6: I'm in Bogoroutan.
0: Boca Raton, Florida. Okay, thank you very much.
6: List, Next up we
0: the, have
6: I, On the list go it ahead. might say On the list it might say Passaics because I moved here recently. I don't know if I changed it. Okay, I passed. Right. Thank you.
0: Thank you. All right, thanks. Next up we have Ian and Ian, if you would also give us your last initial and where you're from before you begin.
4: Hello, my name is Ian F. I am from Kentucky, Baltimore reader. Um
11: this paragraph is it's incredible because it it reminds me of this the truth about my disease is that I I can't even <laughs> I'm so powerless over food that even if I know all of the stuff that the big book says the doctor's opinion, the allergy of the body, the obsession of the mind. This guy knows this stuff. He's been told this stuff. I am so powerless over food. It has such a grip on me that only the food can drive me to recovery. That's how powerful this thing is. I came into program when I was 17, and I stayed in program. Right, a year and a half, I read the doctor's opinion. I didn't recover in that year and a half. I had a lot of eating to do. And I'm really grateful for the pandemic because it it, it put me in a place where all that I had to do with my life was binge and starve and purge and get done. And I was not thankful for that in the moment, but I am thankful now. And even today, you know, in abstinence, my powerlessness shows up in other ways, right? Because it's step one set, I'm powerless over food, and my life is unmanageable. You know, I have a situation at work right now, and <laughs> the only way I've been able to handle it is to understand that no matter how much authority I have in my workplace, I am powerless over people, places and things. And any any power that I do have I get from acknowledging
4: <laughs>
11: my profound lack of control. You know? That's what turning life over to God. Needs. And this guy that they're talking about, you know, he invites he invites the friend that the uh, AA over to his home, you know, he he acknowledges the thing that he says, and even then he has to be convinced by alcohol that he has to to face his problems squarely and get help, you know. That's what I tell folks when they say, I don't know if I'm willing, and, and that's what I was told when I said that same thing.
4: That's just the nature of our disease. That's all I've got to share. Pass. Love you guys.
0: Hey, thank you, Ian. Um, next up, we have the Chicago Flash, Larry K. Larry.
12: Hey, Craig. Good morning. Um, thanks so much for your service, Craig. Good to hear you. Uh, Larry K. Recovered compulsive reader uh, from Chicago. You know, in this paragraph, I guess what 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 I'm impressed by is something many of us have heard if you've been around for a bit is, you know, do I really need to ride this garbage truck of the disease all the way to the dump? Have you heard that one before? Do I, do I, do I really think there's something at the dump, you know, at the land side, I like to call it a dump. That's more, I like the imagery of that. Is there something there at the dump, that's going to convince me that I'm at my bottom and I will tell you for me, nope. you know, many people, including me, can ride it to the dump where there's rats running around, and you can imagine creepy imagery, your own imagery of the dump. But there was nothing that convinced me that I'm at my bottom. I just walk away from the dump looking for another plan, another idea. And uh, you know, is it possible, is it, is it conceivable, if you're on the line this morning, that you can get off the garbage truck sooner? Well, well of course it's possible, right? But this disease is very powerful, and I am powerless. I do have a sense of agency. I can jump off the garbage truck. But why do I choose not to? You know, to mend something, we first need to know what's broken, right? And in my experience, that that sense of knowing of what's broken can't simply be an intellectual kind of analytical exercise. It, It may be some of that. But it needs to be on a spiritual level. And for me, that, it must be felt at the heart, and that's going to come from pain. I don't very often feel something at the heart level until I feel a tremendous amount of discomfort. And boy, do I have a high pain tolerance. And learning about the notion of a spiritual malady, because that's at the core of my problem, is infinitely different. Just learning about it. Infinitely different than accepting that I have the spiritual malady. Because again, I learned things at an intellectual level. So just what was broken for me? Well, in this paragraph we learned of intrigue. I like intrigue. Intrigue is a good starting point, and let it, you know, as a starting point it lends itself to having curiosity, having some fascination. And most of us wouldn't be here this morning if we didn't have some curiosity, some fascination about this malady. But I'll tell you something about my journey, Intrigue did not move me to action. Curiosity was not associated with the pain that would move me to work the steps. All curiosity did was perhaps move me to attend a meeting, make a phone call. The pain allowed this person to wave the white flag. And when we do that, then we we immerse ourselves in the steps we trust in this process. We we begin to We begin to travel down the pathway of these steps and we come out on the other end, not perfect, no nirvana, but we come out on the other end where the obsession is lifted. What a great thing. And then we're in contact with conscious contact with God. We have access to power. We're plugged in. And then we get to continue on the pathway, immerse ourselves for a lifetime. That's the ticket. That's the deal for me today. It's the only deal for me today. With that, I pass. Thanks, Craig.
0: Uh, thanks, Larry. Okay, next up we have Carolyn S.H., and then we're going to take a new list of names. So, uh, Carolyn, would you also let us know where you're from? Carolyn sure, Thanks
8: SH. so much. Yep, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Good morning, thank you. Carolyn S.H., recovered from Massachusetts, currently in New York. Uh, I was struck by the last part of the last sentence, um, he would have to face his problems fairly, that God might give him mastery. And the first thing that popped in, into my head was um, problems. And like this morning, uh, there are lots of things going on in my head about all my problems. You know, like this person in my life that I'm supposed is behaving this way, that my, my finances, my this, my that, problems. Um, and in Dr. Bob's case, I, I don't know exactly, but I know, there's, uh, you know there was reference to it in the previous paragraph and it was Dr. Bob's nightmare. But, I mean, he, he had a lot of problems, like uh, finances, uh, his kids were having problems, his marriage, whatever. Um, but I don't think that's what problems means here. Um, he would have to face his problems squarely, that God might give him mastery. Um, And then I just read on another sentence or two, the problems he's facing are the mistakes he's made um, and his problems, his internal problems, his behavior, um, his character defects. Uh, Those are the problems. (laughs) Those are the problems that I need to face squarely. It's not about the circumstances around me, even though it is not only tempting but it's like my second nature like it or my first nature just to like focus on who's doing this and who's pissing me off and you know um but that's not my problem my problem is my reaction to everything um and my problem is the habits I've gotten into that um, make it hard for me to hear uh God's message and then and then mastery mastery over what what does that even mean um, I believe it means mastery over um, my eating behavior and mastery over my behavior, mastery over the discontent. Um, and where do I get this mastery? From God. I don't, I don't, like, mastery you see in the world and uh, in my other circles um, that, you know, it's about uh, focus or training or experience or, no. This kind of mastery comes from a higher power, um, uh, and it's a gift that's as a result of um, telling the truth and living honestly and looking at myself. Um, and, oh, I have three seconds. All right, I'm done. Thank you.
0: Okay. Uh, thanks, Carolyn. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so now we're uh, uh, going to take another list of names. Well, first, I want to remind everybody where we're at. We're on the bottom of page 155, the third paragraph that says "being intrigued," and uh, the first that one paragraph goes to the next page. And also remind you that if you've shared in the last two days, if you yes, uh, Wednesday or Thursday, we ask you to hold back and give other people a chance. So, who uh, who would like to share on this paragraph? Nancy,
5: Lisa, and
0: Well, that was a lot of names.
4: Let's
0: go back to the. All
4: right. I got Karen.
0: Nancy P.
5: Lisa M. I
0: got Jane. I got Karen. Lisa. Lisa Lisa
13: M. Lisa M.
0: I have you, Lisa. Thank you. All right. I have Nancy P., Karen. And Jane and Lisa, who else we got? Possible.
4: Ma'am? Mary B.
0: I'm having trouble understanding you. Can you tell me, spell that name?
5: Mary, M A R Y B.
4: Mary B. Mm hmm. All right. Thank you, Mary. All right. Who else do we have? Uh Well, let's see if we can get all these in. Uh,
0: Nancy P. Go ahead. Tell us where you're from, Dave. will you?
14: Yeah, sure. Thanks, Craig. Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Thank you for letting me share. So, um... You know, this paragraph, this is how I know that abstinence isn't the answer for me. And I think that it's the cruelest part of the disease, this feeling that I can still control the situation or feel like it isn't a problem. And, And two spots in the book tell me that, you know, back that up in Bill's story when he says, nevertheless, I still thought I could control the situation and there were periods of sobriety that renewed my wife's hope. And and more about alcoholism when Fred says, for a time, all is well. And then he began to wonder if he'd not been making too hard work of a simple matter. And I've been in both places. The food is down, and I think, no problem. Or I'm happily skipping down, you know, the road of um, happy destiny, and suddenly the thought will occur that I'm really doing more work than I need to stay on track, you know, than I need to. And um, I don't know about Fred and how much time went by for him, but for me, that feeling would come... And with nothing to cushion me except for abstinence, it's like 15 minutes where I'm like, yeah, this is no problem. I've got it licked. And, um, you know, mastery means um, comprehensive skill or knowledge or control or superiority over someone or something. And today I'm so grateful that I have no mastery at all. What I have is constant daily work. And I do this work every day. And I stay in constant contact with other fellows. I seek counsel from those whose opinions I trust and respect. I don't compulsively ever <clears throat> you know, I never sneak, hide, cheat or lie. But if I stop my work, then I'm then I'm we're, you know, fifteen minutes away, then my thinking is gonna get blurry. I'm gonna think I've been making too hard work of a simple matter, even though I have decades and decades of experience of picking up and ending up in remorse, horror and hopelessness. Endless. This time you know, this time it's going to be different, is that, you know, I'd start the step process once again. And um, I know it isn't the steps that are going to save me, or abstinence for sure isn't going to save me. Yet somehow, here I am six years later, almost six years later, you know, gone from one day sitting in my car sobbing with my box of donuts, and the next day, and still today, happy, joyous, and free, helping others, free from obsession, comprehending the word serenity, and knowing peace. One thing, one thing only, is unfailingly clearing the path in front of me on this road. Say it with me. Surrender, surrender, surrender. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Nancy. Appreciate it. Okay. Next, we have Karen B. And again,
4: Karen, please tell us where you're from.
15: Good morning. My name is Karen Kaye from Syracuse, New York. Oh and my credits do not transfer. I used to think, which that's scary there because I'm saying think, and that's a dangerous neighborhood for me to be in. I need a SWAT team and obviously God is in charge of that SWAT team into my soul, into my brain. Um, I used to have um, this notion if I knew the big book you know, from my head to my heart. And for the most part, I believe that to be true. But I also have to know that um, the crux of my disease is I'm a liar. At some point during my day, conscious or unconscious, I'm a liar. And um, and that's important to know. I, I'm never going to arrive to this atonement of um, I've got my uh, stuff together. You know, I have um, a wonderful sponsor that's telling me, "Honey, honey, you're you're driving yourself to the emergency room. You haven't been administered by the doctors yet. You know, for the grace of God, the food's down. But that's a a, a, a symptom. I mean, um, you know, I have just this moment." And I need to start my day in a different way. I said it for, you know, all this time on the line, you know, God, 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 God. Oh, God, God, God. Well, you know what? I'm learning just to just be still. Be still and know that I'm God. And getting in that quiet time and listening, how would you have me be? And that's when I put the food plan together is God guides that. And, of course, I uh, surrender it, but it's like, it's how, how am I sober? You know, if I'm swearing, um, throwing litter on the ground, talking about somebody, et cetera, et cetera, the list could go on. We, got, we all got a list. I'm sure of it. And my list is growing and I'm uncomfortable. So, you know, that calls me. I'm not abstinent. I'm, I'm not sober, even in the other programs I've been in for years. What is my behavior? What is my clarity? Am I being kind to myself? Am I, you know and God is the source of everything, and if thy will be done, nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else. And I'm just so grateful that I have, you know, gone to my knees to submission. Submission, 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 to the God of my understanding. And then we go from there. And with that, I will pass. Everybody have a wonderful day.
0: Okay, thank you, Karen. Next up, we have Jane. And again, your last initial and where you're from, please.
16: Hi, good morning. Thank you, Craig. My name is Jane G. and I'm in Cornwall, New York. Um, I am abstinent but not yet recovered, working with my sponsor on the steps. And I was struck today and it's at her suggestion that I'm speaking on a line. How about he invited our friend to his home? Dr. Bob invited Bill into his home. And what an invitation. When I have when I reached out to my sponsor and said I need help, I was it was an invitation. And to be open to, willing to, humble enough to take suggestions because in the past I thought I knew what I needed in a sponsor, how I needed to be sponsored, to be able to say, I need help, can you help me? A, a spiritual exercise, a spiritual step to offer, to just put out that invitation and then receive somebody into my home, into my life, into the work of these steps. There's an expression somewhere about when you believe, you see, coming to believe, making a decision. I believe and I just see evidence of this program in my life in these first three steps. And I also just wanted to say I'm so grateful for all the generosity of the people on the line and all the recovered people that I hear, that I've been speaking to, that offer experience, strength, and hope. And I'm very grateful. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Okay. Thank you. Um, Next, we have uh, Lisa. uh, Lisa Ann. And, again, Lisa, will you tell us where you're from?
13: Good morning, everybody. This is Lisa M. from Virginia. Uh, First time sharing, so a little bit nervous, but I'll get through it. Also sharing um, at the encouragement of my sponsor. And I want to really uh, talk about, I guess, talk to the newcomer and talk to the one who is still suffering on this line, as I was for so many months, calling into a vision for you and um the spree that ended all sprees so um just a quick share Um, i was in program and unfortunately some of my worst binges have been in program in the rooms of oa i had was doing a good thing going to a store to get a gift card for a fellow who was struggling and just had a surgery and had my plans set to leave that store and go to the grocery store to get my binge um, food to have a binge I had all had it all planned had it all worked out got to the grocery store and did not have my credit card Um, proceeded to go back to the store that I had bought the 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 other gift card from and um, found my credit card there lying on the on the street under um, where I was parked in the parking spot where I was parked in the middle and that was God trying to help me. It really was. However, at the time, I could not. And I say could not because I felt like I was being driven by by something outside of myself that said that I needed to have this free. And nothing could stop me. No, nothing could stop me. Um, so I proceeded to get the credit card on the ground. Another car had parked on top of it on the ground digging, you know, going under to get the, the credit card, to go back to the store to, to get my binge foods and, and continue to, to have the binge. And I look back, um, thank God for recovery today. Thank God for vision for you. Thank God for just um, keep continuing to come back and um, getting that spiritual experience as the previous paragraph talked about. That was um, God trying to help me, and not in me just not being ready. And when um, God allowed me to be ready, I received the help that I needed. And and just thank God for that. I'm in recovery today. So for those who are still struggling, for those who are still in the food, I was many months on this call listening to shares. Um, there's hope. <laughs> there there is definitely hope for us all. in in these rooms and in this program. So thanks for letting me share. I'll pass.
0: Thank you. All right. Next we have uh, Mary uh, B., I think it is. And again, Mary, please tell us where you're from. Mary?
4: Mary? Did I get that name wrong? All right. Well, we have about four
0: minutes. So if uh, if I can't find Mary, uh, let's see if there's anybody else that would like to uh, share. Maybe a couple of two-minute shares.
15: Right.
4: Joanne, he said? Yes. All right. Go ahead, Sue. Tell us where you're from. Sue.
0: Sue L?
16: Sorry, I had a problem
17: unmuteing. <laughs> Sue L. Um, I'm from Texas and as I read this, what came up for me is step one: honesty. Um, for many years, I would say the food is calling me, and um, as I became more honest in the program, as my higher power um, became more prevalent in my life, I began to realize that it's not the food calling me; it's self-will calling me. And um, you know, when I was able to get completely honest and turn my know that that was a moment, that was a pivotal moment in my life where I could choose self-will, I could go on the bender of all benders or I could turn my will and my life over into the care of God as I understood Him then I begin to choose that. I begin to choose God's will rather than self-will and that for me has made the critical difference in my life and in my recovery. So with that I'll pass. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Sue.
0: Um appreciate it. All right. Um uh Joanne uh, was it Joanne? Yes, please. Yes. Sure. Tell us where you mm-hmm.
18: Yes, this is Joanne P from Pennsylvania. Good morning everyone. Um so thankful to be here and so thankful for this program and um Yeah, this paragraph just speaks to me this morning. um, Just as he thought he was getting control, he went on another, a roaring bender. Well, I know in my recovery that I have had moments where, yeah, I thought I was good and Recovered and then all of a sudden, I don't know if it was my thinking, my alcoholic thought. What alcoholic thought preceded the first bite? It happened to me on Sunday. I um, oh, I just broke my abstinence, and as soon as I did, I thought, wait. <laughs> he would have to face his problems squarely. I had to be honest. And I knew that God might, might give me mastery, but I um, I just know that recovery is a journey. And it, it, the more honest we become, the more we see... Our strengths and our weaknesses, and the more humble we become, um we understand and embrace and celebrate our powerlessness. I mean, we are powerless, and that we're not helpless, so I choose recovery, and we choose to follow the twelve steps, and we choose not to take the first bite, so we never stop growing in recovery and um, we continue the adventure, we see God, we feel God, we we own our God but we have to live our truth so this is a program of recovery, there is only constant growth um, the clearer we see the more we see and the more we see the greater our experience with God becomes because it is only God who can do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. with that, I pass. Thank you for letting me share. Have a great day, everyone.
0: Okay, thank you very much, and thanks to everybody who shared and been and uh, was a service this morning. It was a good meeting uh, good for me anyway. all right um. Please join us uh, for a second unrecorded uh, hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for this meeting that just passed is uh, 20,666. No, 20,668. That was yesterday's share. 20,668 for the 7 a.m. meeting that just passed. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will, who is our reader for that? Um, Anne Anne Marie M. Yeah, well, Anne Marie M., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only through Keep You Until Then.
7: Okay, thanks. Thanks, Craig. This is Anne-Marie M., uh, recovered in (laughs) in South Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what we can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.
4: All
0: right. Thank uh, you so very much.
7: much.
0: Great. All right. Now, everybody would like to uh, uh, unmute, and we will say
4: the serenity prayer.